You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Okay, Mary, I'm going to put right up front here. I was wrong, and I was wrong about something pretty serious, and I want to admit that now and try and make things right with the world. I have said several times over the last week that I did not think the Democrats should go forward with the impeachment, and I was wrong about that. I was thinking in terms of tactics and what was going to help happen and what the consequences would be. But the reality is what Donald Trump did was not only wrong, immoral, seditious, traitorous, I I can't get enough adjectives, and he must be held accountable. So no matter what the consequences are, there is an essential rightness and wrongness here. And the Democrats are doing, the Congress, Democrats plus some Republicans, are doing exactly the right thing. There, that's my confession. (laughs) Well, it takes a big man to say you were wrong. But I think, John, in the aftermath, when you made that um, statement, it was, you know, the fog of war, kind of. It was hard to know and to start to pull this stuff apart. But as here we're a week away from it, and we're starting to see with some clarity, and obviously it'll take years and history and everything else to really clear it up, but um, that how dangerous it was, how bad it was, how much worse it was in the Capitol than I think we saw just sitting there watching it in the first draft of history, and uh, how much Trump was not just a part of it, but is completely nonplussed by the whole thing. You know, he was celebrating when it was happening. He was enjoying it. I heard someone describe his television watching as he couldn't be pulled away from the television to be able to discuss with his advisors what they should do, what statements should be made. That's how not just ADHD the guy is, but how, um, what's the word that um, Kellyanne Conway's, George Conway used from this morning? He's a psychopath. And I think regardless of what happens with these processes, it is essential for the United States Congress to go on record and say, if not this behavior, then what? And I want to add some to that. He should be impeached. And frankly, and we can get into this a little bit, from what we hear from Mitch McConnell, maybe through the New York Times, there's a chance he may be convicted. That should happen. Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz should be removed from the Senate. And I don't know why we've forgotten Ron Johnson. Remove him as well. The three of them were into that. And what's coming to be called the Insurrection Caucus in uh, the House, a set of Congress people who were cheering this on and may, we think, have given, there's reports now, have given tours the day before to people who ended up in the middle of the riot and the insurrection. Congress people 
who took a role to lead this insurrection should not only be expelled from the Congress, they should be prosecuted. I agree. I mean, that one congresswoman from Pennsylvania, I mean, uh, Colorado, I remember her name, who was um, tweeting, I guess, it, it, uh, on one social media, where Nancy Pelosi was so that she could be targeted. So I think, it, again, as the information starts to pour out, we see that it wasn't just a band of guys who got in there and looked surprised to be there, which is what we thought at the time. It kind of looked like that. But there was a contingent of folks who had planted, it appears, with the assistance of some some members of Congress and maybe the Capitol Hill police as well. So it truly was a, a planned armed insurgency. And it has to be punished at the highest levels and all the way down. Otherwise, the next one's coming if there aren't consequences. And I really believe that starts with Trump. And I think we had this conversation last Thursday because I was like, you got to impeach the guy. You got to do whatever you can do to make sure that it is clear that this conduct isn't acceptable and see what can be done to make sure he never runs for federal office again, because, and that's the good thing. So I was going to say, that's the good thing about what McConnell did yesterday. Again, not a big McConnell fan, but he is an institutionalist at the end of the day. So he was attacked and fearful for his life. He saw that the vice president's life could easily have been taken, plus Nancy Pelosi. And I think his reaction to that has been like, okay, I wouldn't be surprised, John, if after they vote today for impeachment, that that goes over to the Senate tomorrow and that Schumer and McConnell call the Senate back and they vote next week. I heard Claire McCaskill just said that she knows of 20 and potentially more senators who have committed to McConnell that they will vote to to convict. And I mean, I hate to get back to playing politics while I'm on my moral high horse here. <laughs> but, you know, it seems unbecoming to me. But the truth is, the impeachment and conviction of Donald Trump would be the best thing that could happen to the American people, to the republic. But along with that, it is the best thing that could happen to the Republican Party. And I, I agree with everything you just said about McConnell. I think he was. Uh, personally, probably frightened, certainly offended. Uh, he loves the Senate. He spent his whole life in that. And I, I mean, I'm as little bit of a McConnell fan as you, you are. But I also think Mitch McConnell is one of the most coldly calculating guys ever to be in politics. There, I mean, there, that is ice water running through his veins. And so he takes a look now. And what he has to say is, do I want my Republican Party to be stuck with this lunatic through the next year, two years, four years. Wait a minute. There's a way to get rid of him. Convict him. Convict right. him right now. And I can give cover to some of my Republican members who are afraid they won't be able to run on that because I don't need all 50 of their votes. All I need is 20, 25. And he can count votes as well as anybody else. I really believe that in his mind, he's saying, 
this is good for the good guys, in his case, being the Republicans. I agree. I think he, he even said that in his roundabout McConnell way. And along with it, he can also get rid of Howley and Cruz. So if he, if his project in the short run, the long run, is to clean the Trumpists out of the Republican Party, first of all, he will have done something good for the United States because you need two parties to make our system run and you've got to clear the cancer off of the Republican Party. But more importantly, I think for him is he, as, as you said, he doesn't want to be dealing with, you know, the... Um, the government of Trump or, you know, like Trump's influence on the Republican Party or the risk that Trump is back four years from now. Not that I think that can happen, but, you know, I don't know if you saw this poll this morning. I think it was a political Politico poll where 40 percent of Republicans said that if a primary was held today, they would vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, which is interesting because that's slightly higher than the percentage that actually voted for him in the primaries. He exactly. kept winning primaries with 35%, you know, because the rest of the field was, uh, field was so divided. But, but, some, uh, but John, also, the, the that poll also demonstrated amazing support among Republicans for Trump, like right. 70% or something. So if you're McConnell and you look at that and you think, how do I save the Republican Party from this guy? Right. Absolutely. And it's not just a question of the next presidential election. Mitch McConnell is thinking about two years from now. He's thinking about how do I regain the Senate? Because the thought that he's going to be minority leader just really ruins his Wheaties every single morning. (laughs) And actually, I I think this seems like I'm showing admiration for Mitch McConnell. I kind of hate that. But I think a couple things are in his mind. How do we regain the Senate and the House? And part of the answer in his mind on that is we got to clean the Republican Party. We got to be conservative. We've got to appeal to that kind of Tea Party group. We got to do all those things, but we're not going to do it with Donald Trump. If in 20, what would it be, 2022, if we have to run on Donald Trump, we're going to be more and more the party in, in isolation. I also think it may be running through his mind, how can I get some things I want over the next two years? And part of that's going to have to be, I'm going to have to purify a little bit. Let's get the Josh Hollies and the Ted Cruz's out of here. And I can sit down with my old friend, Joe Biden, and say, listen, we're the party of unity. The Republicans love to say that that anyway. Right. So I, that's kind of my Mitch McConnell psychoanalysis for the morning. You know, it's an interesting point, too, John, because if, um, and this is pure speculation, I have no idea, but if, if he were to get together with Schumer and say, let's get this done next Monday, right, before the inauguration and get Trump out, or Friday, over the weekend, whatever, then... Biden does not have to deal with that come Thursday. And that favor, huge favor, that um, McConnell will have done for Biden, to your point, may end up in 
some political give back from Biden. Okay, I will support this, less money on a relief package, whatever it is. And that is a huge, huge favor that that McConnell could do to Biden, because what Biden doesn't want, although he's accepted it may happen, is that the first weeks of his presidency um, have the spectacle of a trial for um, on the impeachment of Trump. You take all the legal issues off the table if you do it before next Wednesday. Absolutely. And this uh, so far, I've gone from moral high horse to tactical politics. And now I'm going to go to personally whiny. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a journey. Yeah. What a journey. And you know what it is? Uh, have you noticed, shouldn't we be feeling some excitement and joy that we're going to begin this new presidency with Joe Biden, that we have the possibility of overcoming the coronavirus, that this country could be at a turning point. And we have none of that at all. Donald Trump, as he always did, has done, has destroyed Christmas once again. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was when you were saying that, I was thinking, remember the feeling on that Saturday morning when they announced that Biden was the projected winner? Yeah. And the whole country kind of erupted. And we haven't been able to sustain that or to your point, enjoy next week, like we did when Obama was inaugurated, um, because of what Trump has done. But I don't think we should forget that it's not just Trump and that he's had a lot of help in this uh, project to undermine uh, Biden's legitimacy. And one of the things that I you know, have thought about over the last week as they've played again and again and again those scenes from the Capitol is those folks who were there, which is basically a white mob. Um, it, look, it looks like, like a middle-class, middle-aged white mob, men, mob, mostly men, but not all. And what is the thinking there? The thinking is Trump couldn't have lost because we couldn't have lost. And the only way he could lost, it's not really fraud, John, it's because they let all those black people yep. vote. And that, to me, is part of the reckoning. And I really think we need some kind of truth and reconciliation commission, something, so that, that, so that you can get those folks to testify, right, and to say what they think. You know, they always say the quiet thing out loud, which ultimately is, Trump we have the right to our president. You don't have the right to yours because you are not a legitimate voting body. You're immigrants, you're women, you're black, you know, whatever, you're urban. And that's not who the real America is. The thing that I can't get out of my mind is those people attacking the Capitol with US flag, American flags saying USA. Thinking, what is in your mind that you think you can be a patriot while you are destroying the very system yeah. that I, is set up. To I protect. think you're right. And it, frankly, I think a truth and reconciliation commission is needed. I would like to make a suggestion of somebody so universally respected to head that up. And that would be Susan Collins. I think we could call it 
the college commission. I already commented yesterday about Susan saying, you know, I think he's, I love the wobble of I think he's learned his lesson, but there's something even better. Susan wrote in the banger, whatever it is, daily news, that when she first saw and heard about the invasion of the Capitol, she said, I thought it was probably the Iranians. No, she did. I thought it was the Iranians coming back to do it. So based on these comments, I'm pushing for a Collins commission. I'm on that. I think that's that's a great idea. That's good. And let's, uh, I got to come up with a senator or congressman named Thomas. Uh, One will occur to me at some point because then it can be, Wait for it. The Tom Collins Commission. (laughs) I drink to that. (laughs) Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.